It was a cold and rainy night in Boston. Tom and Ray were sitting in their studio, waiting for the next caller to come on the line. They had just finished an an hilarious segment where they made fun of a guy. God damn it. (laughs) What? Said, let's try a different topic. Sorry Oh, ChatGPT won't let you do that? Uh, Let's see. Let's see if it'll figure it out. Sorry if I can't. I'm not good or comfortable with it. Aww. Uh, Should we I, fill in the listeners what was going on? Uh, I wanted it to write me erotic fic- fan fiction of uh, Tom and right, Ray. Click and clack from Car Talk. Yeah, just really getting it on centrally. And it wouldn't it wouldn't allow it? Romantic. I didn't even say, I just want him to kiss. You know, I, I, I wanted that too. But we, we can settle for the next best thing. They did a very intimate thing together once upon a time in 2008, and they made a terrible cartoon. Welcome to Bottle Episodes. Welcome to Bottle Episodes. <laughs> I'm Daniel Crow. Hi, I'm David Piccolomini. And we had the great misfortune of watching Click and Clacks as the wrench turns. God, it's horrific. Uh, like, it's sad more than anything. Yeah, it, it is it is that weird thing where it's like you're you're watching them try it is watching your it's watching your uncle's YouTube videos. Yeah, no, that's a good description. But like an uncle that you really like. Yeah, you're like they're in they're institutions. Okay, so uh, let's get into like what it actually is. The, their institution, like, what is the institution? So, Car Talk was a national public radio show that had been on the air probably over t- twenty years by the time this cartoon happened. I think it started coming on in the eighties. Yeah, so yeah. over twenty years by the time this cartoon comes on, and huge hit. People love it. Um, for just like some context, if you've ever seen Cars. Like the two guys that are Lightning McQueen's original sponsors, they're voiced by Click and Clack, the hosts of Car Talk. Oh yeah, okay, yes. People like these guys. They're from Boston. They're from they're from Cambridge. They're from Cambridge. Okay, but they're from yeah. They're from the that they have that like Massachusetts accent. Yeah. The, so the thing about them is they both went to MIT. They're very smart guys, but they both they like cars and they became mechanics. And then at some point they got this radio show where people call call in with their car problems. And then they just kind of goof around with people who call in, and they help them with their cars, and that's the whole show. And people like it. Like, it's, in many respects, the first example of a Hangout podcast. Or, like, yeah, it's it's morning radio vibes, but for cars, it's a little safer. It's yeah, not as, like... they're not mean. They're they're, just, they're, they're a little ball-busty. They, they are. They're ball-busters, but in a nice way. Like, you're their friend. Yeah. And this when they decide to make a TV show, they take that away from them because the, the, these guys are not actors they're not writers they're just off the cuff funny and instead you have to sit them down make them write jokes make them deliver those jokes make them act and they don't have the capability to do any of that and it's sad <laughs> like i want this to, i wanted it to be good pbs wanted it to be good i remember when this was coming on the air and there were a lot of promos on npr and on pbs 
I don't think I'd ever seen. You're like, so disheartened by this. You could like in magazines there were ads to be like, you got to watch this show on PBS. And I don't think I remember ever seeing that at any point in my life for any other PBS original. Like they wanted a hit. They wanted a hit they animated. Were thirsty. They wanted like a hit adult animated show, which makes sense because there's like huge merch money in that. Yeah, if you can the, be the Simpsons, Rick and Morty, South Park Lane. They're gonna have to invest a lot more money than what looks like like a mid level conservative like Fox News attempt. Oh, you think this looks like what Fox News would have done? Yeah, like just imagine those are like caricatures of like racist caricatures. And it then actually it's the same show, actually, kind of. Yeah, They're just different racist caricatures. It is it's like oh, it's weird how vaguely racist the show is at times. Like we have uh It's the, also uh, done in Flash, by the way. Oh, is it real? You can oh, okay. go uh through the Internet Archive, you can go to the show's old website and you can find production notes for every episode. And they're bragging about it being in Flash on the production notes for the first episode. Like, bet you've never heard of Flash. Which, in fairness, for most of PBS's audience, they hadn't. Yeah, 2008? <laughs> 2008. They, they were unfamiliar with Flash. They didn't They were like, make... tell us about this Homestar Runner. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that, like, one of my jib jabs? Yeah. So that's what they were thinking. And But oh. it does... It It's... It is weird because there are those stereotypes still, but it's like uh, the illegal immigrant character is just from like a Eastern European con- a country because you can do that accent, and yeah. that's their illegal immigrant character. Yeah, but he's still afraid of like, like the uh, whatever the, the police or yeah the ICE? Uh, like immigration. Yeah. yeah, I was I was trying to remember if this yeah ICE was around at this point. Yeah, they were around, but well, I mean we only watched two episodes. ICE never appeared in either of the two. That we saw. <laughs> Click and clack. Click and clack gets someone deported. Yeah. We got to drive our Chevy through to Mexico. <laughs> All the way from Cambridge. But, it, it okay, look. The problems with this show are numerous. I think the the most... <laughs> Numer- just starting numerous. The most baffling thing to me is that if you look at the credits of the creative team behind it, Okay, none of, none of them have any background in writing comedy programs or making cartoons. Like, none of the writers, none of the creators, none of the directors, which is so crazy to me. Because if you're making a cartoon based on car talk, do you know who's fans of car talk? Who? Probably, like, everyone in every comedy writer's room in the world. Not like all fans. Because okay, like those get, those guys get. all went to like the they were writers for the Harvard Lampoon and stuff. Oh, like like yes. if you're a guy that made a fortune as a writer producer on The Simpsons and now you're retired and they came up to you like you want to do the car talk cartoon you're like yeah you know what why not yeah okay because there's yes. like there's a hundred of those guys yeah 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 no you're right there's a hundred of those guys <laughs> you're so this you're so impassioned well because <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't ask any of them yes no absolutely well no. Because that's actually one of the weird things about this is, and I didn't think I was going to get into saying this, but the populist roots of car talk are doing that thing of being like, we don't need any help from any uh, fancy writers. We're all the writers we need here. And it's like, and a lot of the jokes they make on car talk are funny off the cuff jokes. Yeah. If you're talking to a guy in a bar and he makes those jokes, you're like, this guy's funny as fuck. Yeah. This guy rules. But if all of a sudden you then make that guy go, think of the funniest thing you can say. And he goes, why don't I call him gay again? And you're like, okay, but that's not going to 
That wasn't that good the first. That was funny off the cuff the first time. Well, here, here's a here's an actual pitch from the Car Talk Raiders room. What if every time the one black character speaks, jazz plays? Yeah, no, that is... It's an actual thing that happens in no, As the Wrench Turns. Well, we noticed it with him first because he's the he's a black professor or he's an ex-professor yeah who he has dreads and he, he he listens to jazz all the time and we don't know if he listens to jazz it just plays whatever he's in the room so we assume he's listening yeah jazz follows him like like a <laughs> like a bad memory of things from his past yeah he this is actually the inspiration for the movie soul uh, <laughs> so but, they they were on set recording for cars yeah and he was like you know we're working this new cartoon where jazz follows the only black guy around and pete doctor starts furiously taking notes <laughs> he's haunted by the specter of jazz <laughs> but uh well it, that's but we notice it with him but it literally is all the other characters there's like weird klezmer immigrant music yeah that played uh there was uh native american jazz yeah. Which I didn't know. They just did a Native American filter over the jazz song they were playing. Yeah. It was really all over. There, uh, Character-wise, it obviously it focuses on Tom and Ray. Uh, Click and clack. The Car Talk brothers mm-hmm. who are uh, they're, they're having fun doing their thing. They have an assistant who is. Uh, I can't remember something. Her last name is Tote Bag. Yes. Oh, wait. Uh, you know, like the thing that you get for donating to PBS. Beth Totenbag. Jesus, man. Yeah. Cause like, they, there are so many talented writers that if they had asked, would have done this at a discount because they love they love NPR and stuff like they that. They grew up watching Click and Clack. Yeah, or listening to them. Yeah. Watching them yeah. from the shadows in the studio. They were they were the on ceiling. the ground floor, <laughs> just watching through the window. In the vents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so confusing because the jokes are such eye rollers. Do you know what it feels like? I'm still so good. I grew up watching you guys. <laughs> Do you know what? what? Oh, sounds like a you problem, buddy. Should have opened the hood. <laughs> Do you know what the show feels like, though? What? The tenth season of a show that has run out of ideas. It feels like that in the pilot. Yeah, it's it's really though it is because it doesn't know how to ground its characters in anything. So it just yeah. it takes. They're like we're on TV. It it's doing the open mic problem that comedians have, where uh, so and some comedians never grow out of it, myself included. Of uh, you just start doing edgy things, and then you're like, "How do I like?" Because you're like, "I got to stand out." Nobody's ever talked about it like this. Yeah. And then you try and talk. And then about you it. learn that people have talked about it like that, and they never got past open mics. Yeah, it doesn't work. And, and so yeah, so these are like, "What happens if they try and become the president?" You know what? It, it's I I said that they were sort of like the first ever hangout podcast, but they are also kind of like when people with a lot of social media followers nowadays are given. A TV show or something. Yes. Because they don't have the skill set to make this. No. Their skill set doesn't transfer. They just had a lot of fans. And so people said, do you want to make a show? And they went, yeah, we can probably do that. But that was the other thing. We'll, we'll get into the plots in a bit. But they're, they're not. honestly, the plots aren't interesting. The fact that it exists in this form is what is interesting. The, the plots are very simple uh, sitcom format plots that are mildly racist. Yeah. Okay, first of all, this is not the first television show based on car talk. Okay. In the early 90s. Yes. The George Went show. Yeah. One season was based on car talk. Wait. So, like, 
he just took the... Uh, like, it was not originally... When it was in production, it wasn't named The George Wentz Show. He was just in it. Okay. And they had a show about two brothers that are mechanics with a talk radio show. And then at some point, they're like, this is going to be called The George Wentz Show. Because we got George Wentz. Because we got it. George Wentz. It, it was a George Wentz, the guy from Cheers. 1994. That, na- that name carried weight. And that's not a fat joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, George. I didn't know that's what I was going to say. I'm sorry, Jason Sudeikis. Zeppo yes. baby. Sorry, Jason. Um, But yeah, and that lasted one season. It has like a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. We should probably do the George Wentz show someday. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we should probably talk about that. But so I, I was reading up and that happened in 94. Yeah. And well, it, so wait, were it, Car Talk guys involved with that, or they? Just I think they were producers. The okay, okay, they were producers, probably very minimally involved. Yeah. Um, but then they said after that, even fell flat on its face. At least once a month until this show, people were calling them and saying, "Do you want to do a show? Do you want to do a movie?" And they were <laughs> like, "Once a month." They, well, that's what they said. I don't think they would lie. Twelve times a year. I think calls. they would. They would, because those guys. It's funnier if they say, "Yeah, no one ever cared." That's their sense of humor. Yeah, that's true. They're not. They're not guys that brag. Uh, I don't know. I mean, no. It's way funnier if they, for, from their perspective, it's like, "Yeah, no one ever cared," and until PBS was dumb enough to give us a show. That's what they would say if it was the truth. Okay. The fact that people were asking them once a month is almost embarrassing for them from their perspective. I think to make a movie. Or a TV show that production companies would call them. That seems like the kind of dumb brag you make when you've gotten a little. But they're taste not of brag guys. If you're getting a taste of it from getting the TV show, because well, here's the thing: the article I was reading it said that they had originally been pitched this in '01. This cartoon. This cartoon was in, and 01. it took seven years for them to be convinced to do it. And when the they no one t- should have been convinced to do this. And the thing was that the quote from them that was in this article was like oh what did you think when you first saw the pilot and they said oh no like they thought it was bad oh okay they knew it was bad and this was when they were promoting the show and it, they were like yeah this wasn't what we thought the cartoon was going to be we thought they were just going to animate uh like our old episodes like if you've ever seen the ricky gervais show on hbo yeah, 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 yeah. which is a better format for this show sure yeah and so that's what they thought it was going to be but then I guess they presented that to focus groups, and they were like, we want more, and then it morphed into this weird sitcom. Yeah, this this feels, it's the unironic, uh, like, Mike Tyson mysteries. Yeah. Yeah, it's an Adult Swim show missing the absurdity. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, because it, it is, it's just, it's doing absurd, but it's not really ever committing to it, and it's... It's fully held on to, like, or it's fully bound by, like, the PBS of it all. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if people are approaching them monthly, I'm willing to bet there were people well-established who were like, I can make a good car talk show. Sure. And they just never went for it until this. But then, yeah, see, that seems like... I guess they were, they probably were holding out for someone who was like, and we'll let you just do it with your people. I don't, I guess so, because... What I hear, though, with this show, though, is, like, when I look at that show, this feels like two guys who obnoxiously thought they could handle this. It doesn't sound like this was their idea. Okay, but they're in it in a way where they're doing the laugh. They're trying to create the radio show presence and stuff. And even if they're faking it, it just doesn't feel – it feels smug. I think they're doing the best they can. 
I think I you think like what happened guys a lot. Yeah, I, I do. I don't think they're the kind of guys that actually care about fame. If they cared about fame, they wouldn't have been on public radio. Uh, sure. Um, but uh, that's why I think like eventually. People, but I think I, I think, think eventually. No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying in the same way. Like I've met people who like are from like backwoods swamps who live in L.A. for three years and suddenly have four stories about the time they kind of met Ron White. Maybe. But I just feel like what happened was eventually PBS said, "Do you want to do a cartoon?" And they're like, "We'll do it for you, baby, because we love you." Uh-huh. And that was it. And it ended up... And then, yeah. I mean, that would be the thing that would suck is, like, they. I'm sure they did put a lot of time and heart into this. Yeah. For sure. Uh, But it is that thing of, like, I guess if they did it for PBS, if they've been getting all these offers and they didn't want to do it and then they did it for PBS, and the PBS was like, well, we're public, access, we're public television, so you have to kind of just do this without any real help from anyone useful. But then my theory of they did it because they love public broadcasting is immediately undercut by the fact that all of the plots seem to concern how much they hate people that like public broadcasting and how much they hate pledge drives and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, but it, that's what I'm saying. It's it's that thing of like they're trying to do bad boy material the whole time that's that's let's get into like what the episode actually is about like the pilot which barely feels like a pilot it feels like you know us episode yeah that's the thing is because it is a 10th season episode but you know who i don't know any of the other characters you're trying to introduce here yeah that's true but you do know immediately because they don't waste any time they give you music to let you know it's a cool jazz professor yeah i guess you're right they give you uh cluster music to be like hey look this guy's an immigrant uh, so yeah, the characters are this guy's a jazz professor, this guy's an immigrant, this guy loves fashion. Oh yeah, this, this woman is Le- uh, Latin fashion man. Yeah, and then there's the woman who, I guess she's part of the underworld in some way. She's uh she's she likes the to other, gamble. She's the other side of the cute kid who's yeah. part of the underworld. She's the elderly, elderly woman, woman that's in the underworld. Yeah, yeah, she gambles a lot. She's their secretary. She's kind of doing the Ghostbusters old secretary thing. Yeah, and then there's uh Miss Totebag who they hate. Yeah, she's very. She gets the worst of it from them. She's Miss Totebag is very much stick in the mud female character that's like. This is actually the right thing to do. Yeah, she once threatens to beat someone with her copy of The Feminine Mystique. Yep. Just to let it... But At at which point I was thinking, should we find a different show to watch? (laughs) Because, oh man. I don't like that we're making fun of two public television shows in a row. I feel bad about that. I mean, you picked both of these. Yeah, yeah, I did. You're the one who has the extensive knowledge of public television shows. Yeah. I wanted to watch the one about the bad guy re- Renegade motorcycle guy. I think we should. Yeah, we'll we'll do Renegade at some point because, God, I watched two episodes of Renegade. We, I think it's one that we should do with someone. Okay. we should Do you don't have enough to say on Renegade? No. I think there's someone out there that's going to think Renegade is really, really cool, and I want to meet that person, <laughs> and I want them on the episode because it's we, – we'll, we, this isn't an episode about Renegade, but we have to find someone that thinks that sort of thing is awesome for oh. that episode. <laughs> Wait no further. That show ruled in the worst one. I love yeah. that. Show. I really. I every. Okay, we'll stop talking about every part of my fast. We're series. getting off. We're getting off track, just like Click and Clack would in an episode of Car Talk. Anyway, we're getting off track here. So what year is this car? Yeah. Oh my god. And they do. They throw. So that is the thing. Is 
they were like, I will give them credit. They're like, we know we're the car guys. We got to make everything about cars. Yeah. Whether we're making a casino, whether it's our platform politically. Yes, because the first episode does involve them running for president. That is a 10th season plot. But that's really, they are on their 10th season. They've been doing the radio show for 20 years. So it's like, what? But those don't have plots. Yeah, that's true. You do that plot because you've run out of the interesting plot ideas you have. I do love the idea that the click and clack link, but it's like a small marriage, like slice of life show. Yeah, they are life partners and brothers. And but. brothers. Yeah. No, they live in one house, two wives. <laughs> do they just, whichever wife is convenient or do they have a wife for No, each like, of them has wife. a wife. They have a side of the house. Okay. They okay. share one house though, obviously. Big house? No, moderate sized house. They're still, they're. You know, they're on public broadcasting. Yeah, they're public broadcasting. They're yeah. getting donations from viewers like you. you. Yeah, you pointed at me. Yeah. Just to let everyone know, I am currently uh, digging for snacks from my tote bag. <laughs> He's also watching Click and Clack as they sleep from his <laughs> uh, phone. You can't tell, but I am wearing a Ken Burns t-shirt right now. Ken Burns having sex with Ira Glass. It's Ooh, really the, the dream. The dream. Terry Gross is watching in the corner. <laughs> He's also keeping an eye on Click and Clack from his vote. <laughs> how am I keeping an eye on them? One of them is dead. <laughs> Does he have a live stream of his grave all the time? Just to see if he comes back from the dead? You never know, man. Just see what noises he starts making. Honestly, okay. Hear me out. That's a pretty good if a, zo- <laughs> if a zombie apocalypse happened, I would rush right to. I think I think it's Click that's dead. I would rush right to Click's grave, and because that's a zombie you want to meet. I hope the other one doesn't have Google alerts <laughs> set up for. Car I talk. think Clack is alive and Click is dead. <laughs> I would want to meet. I would want to see if he, he's the same guy as a zombie. You just he what? I want to see if he's the same guy as a zombie. Just kind of like a, you know, like a very vanilla version of. Uh, yeah, he just comes out of the ground. He's like, I remember this planet. Something like that. Because <laughs> they're always saying they remember the car. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have probably watched one episode of the Car Talk. Again, thing. you listen to Car Talk. No, not like really. It doesn't have a visual component. Oh, because I keep saying watch. Yes. It's a TV podcast. It's hard for me to switch modes. Car Talk is a radio show. Guys, please watch this podcast. <laughs> uh, the thing with it, or it, they do just feel like 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 just vanilla car versions of Cheech and Chong. I think you're influenced a little bit by the appearance of one of them. Because one of them's tall and one of them's short like that? They look a little Cheech and Chong-esque in the cartoon. More so than in real life. Do you think they were going for that? Probably, because the guy that did the animation was the same guy that did uh, Clerks, the animated series. Oh, man. So he's just been bad the whole time. I think he's probably just a Cheech and Chong fan. Yeah. And made Clerk. Did even Clerks look like Cheech and Chong? No, but if you're into Clerks, you're probably into Cheech and Chong. Yeah, it you're into followed. weed. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Okay. If you're into Kevin James, you're a fucking stoner. Kevin Smith. Who's Kevin James? Who's Kevin James? <laughs> no, Kevin James is Excuse king of me. That's Paul Blart you're talking about right the there. The king of queens. 
He rules over the land of Queens. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at DPIC Comedy and Daniel F. Crow. Also check me out on TikTok at LickGrandma69. Maybe I think it's 69. Uh, and it might be 420. I'm pretty sure it's 69. Anyway, and uh, my comedy special Goblin King out on YouTube. Great. Now let's get back to fucking some of the worst pub- of public broadcasting. All right. Why didn't they get someone from Pixar? Pixar likes them. No, that's very expensive. I'm not saying get Pixar to do, I do it. I do love this. I do love But the- you can hire someone from Pixar at a discount to do character design, at which point it's all in Flash. And it, like you don't need them animating it every week. But, like, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, find someone. Like, they're using all these PBS in-house people. John Lasseter requested them specifically. You expect me to believe he can't oh, deliver them I a character designer? Yeah, 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 absolutely. You're right. Pull in those favors from people who actively liked you. They also, they were for... uh, guest stars on Arthur. Oh, yeah, they were guest stars. Well, that is PBS. Yeah. We get the character designer of Arthur to make them. Yeah. They may have. No, they got the yeah. Clerks animated oh, series Oh, yeah, you're guy. right. They got that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, they also hired the Clerks animated series guy. They could get someone of equal. Didn't that amount. only last one season as well? Yeah. He's cursed. Wow. Who saved Spaceballs, the animated series? Oh, no. It's too late. <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay. Plot for the first episode of Click and Clacks as the wrench turns. Yeah, a show we found out was named by... Well, well, well that we find okay. that in the last episode. Cool. Um, so Click and Clack, they host Car Talk within this universe. Yep. They're doing a pledge drive. But here's the main difference. In this universe, they're not one of the most beloved radio shows in the country. They are reviled. Well, that's a classic of a lot of shows. Like, it's like 30 Rock. Yeah. Is TGS in the in-show show sucks and everybody hates it. Yeah. It's the mad TV of its world. Yeah. People are actively protesting Click and Clack in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like They're like, get them off the air. So they do a pledge drive and they lose money. And then they say that the show is going to die if they don't raise five million dollars that's yeah because they've they've lost a million dollars every year year for the last five years their pledge drives have lost a million dollars their pledge drives which consists of them talking into microphones that's all they're doing and those words are losing them that's like a patreon costing just a network guys subscribe to our patreon so we can lose a million dollars on this episode also, they're just gambling. They no, they lose like a hundred. They just don't make any money, and they lose a hundred dollars because they're gambling with the one pledge they did get. Oh, the yeah, the old woman is gambling. She yeah, bets she's double or nothing on if Sesame Street's number of the day is going to be even or odd. She's getting crushed by a fucking Elmo. She says the line, "The count is killing me." Get it? And then, oh yeah. I should note because we've actually we've gone about two and a half minutes into the episode and I've forgotten the best part about the episode, which is within the first two minutes of the episode, and I am including thirty seconds for the intro. There are two wah 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 sound effects. Oh yeah! Within the first two minutes you are, of this episode, you're obsessed with the sound effects. The sound effects are so aggressive. I'm sorry to get sidetracked from the plot. I'll get back to it in a minute. But throughout the episodes, there's a lot of wah, wah, wah. There's a lot of slide whistles. There are actual brutes happening throughout all of the episodes. 
at one point someone mentions baseball and she goes Ba-da-da-da-da! like this happens throughout the show every minute there's just a random sound effect i think it's they and that's they were, the whole punchline i think they realized they ran out of time in the episode and so they added sound effects to pad out the time because you're just adding like 15 to 20 seconds at a time that that'll give you they have more time than your average animated half hour show because they don't have commercials because they're on pbs exactly and that's why they had to fill it out and pad it because they're like we only made it to 22 minutes but those aren't adding that much time it's like a pause for laugh and the sound effect goes in there and then they move on to the next thing I'm saying it adds up. They do it over and over again. You do it six to ten times in an episode. That's like a minute and a half, two minutes. I guess, but like... You're able to ignore it, but if you know it's there, it yeah, dom- it's, it dominates how you're watching. Every single thing. Every, also, everything. Basically, they don't trust you to have a reaction to any of it that makes sense. No. So they just go, here you go. Here's how you have to react to everything. You have to react. Don't worry. Wah, wah, we'll tell wah. you exactly how. Yeah. They also do it in weird spots where it'll happen like halfway through. Like they'll finish the sentence with a punchline of like whatever it is. And then say half a sentence that's a little bit sad and then do the want, want, want. Yeah. yeah. You're like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that I thought she was saying that ironically, but you meant for me to take that seriously. It is. It, I guess they're the only people deploying wah 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 genuinely like you're supposed to actually feel sad for the person when that happens which i don't know who else has ever tried that i have cancer (laughs) yeah um so i I don't want to bring this up but the one car talk guy that did die did die of alzheimer's about six years after this came out so it's possible that that was like the start of his disease he was just in the editing room being like add a sound effect and then he forgot and he added another sound effect like right after no it's it's cut cut that part out please (laughs) it's the other car talk guy being like oh man he's not getting any of these let's add some sound effects so he knows which one to react to how (laughs) maybe um yes uh, uh, go ahead oh go ahead no i was gonna go back to the plot you sound like you had a point that was it let's get back to the the plot. plot all right so they owe $5 million, and their plan to make $5 million is to run for president because they think that they'll get a bunch of donations. Because everybody who runs for pre- so they meet a politician, and he- Oh, yeah, no, they meet like a local uh, city councilman with the name Marty Bezelment. M. Yeah, M. Bezel, yeah. And he's got a nice car, and- they're like, where's he get all that money? And they're like, we should run for president. We should embezzle money like this guy did. Yeah. So and- they enlist the help of the big guest star for the episode. And, you know, the show has guest stars throughout that are very on point for PBS. Yes. And this this one is James Carville <laughs> playing himself. It, it Political. For anyone unaware, James Carville, uh, he was with George Stephanopoulos. He uh got bill clinton elected president they were in charge of his campaign and he has been writing that in the media ever since yeah he's been like a talking head on a lot of things For, forever yeah you've he's seen also him. an actor sometimes it's he's not a terrible actor no but he is like a political he is like a political media guy like he likes yeah. being in the public eye if you don't recognize the name you'd know him if you saw him 
there are a lot of there are a lot of shows that use him as a reference, or he mm-hmm. shows up in the shows. I'm sure he shows up in Thirty Rock, actually. Yeah, it would make sense. Uh, but he it, is just in this plane himself. He is the campaign manager for Click and Clack as they run for president. Yeah, they, that's the kind of access they do have. I'm more on your side about this the more I think about it. It's like, how yeah. do they not have people who know how to do these things? But when they have, get... You bring up 30 Rock, half the writing staff of 30 Rock would have given jokes to them if they had asked. Yeah, for, absolutely. For free. There are definitely two dorks in the 30 Rock writer room who are like huge click and clack fans who just want yes. to throw jokes at them and be like, great, we can do as many of these as you want. Half I'm the people excited. that wrote for Arrested Development would be in there. It, like any big yeah. show you can think of there are guys who are excited about car talk yes dorks. and they just yeah. don't use them instead they just go we've got this on the fly me and a couple of our friends that have never made a tv show before us boston boys yeah so james carville uh who seems to have exaggerated his accent for no reason <laughs> like he was in there recording lines he's like can you be more james carville and he was like yep no yeah. problem oh they will have no doubt discerning that it's me, <laughs> me james carville but it's it's got to be the point where i thought is it james carville there's or is it someone doing a bad james carville impression yeah i did not realize it was actually him it's him yeah yeah that's so much and like it really does factor into like that they believed in it like they're like willing to be like hey James Carville, will you come to an episode of the the first episode? Like, let's bring it in. Bring in the big guns. Yeah. For NPR, though, that is the big guns. Well, if you looked at the guest stars they got, they stopped getting guest stars after, like, episode five. That's when they were still finishing up the new episodes. Yeah. And then word got out. It's like, don't. Like, Garrison Keillor and Carl Castle, big NPR names, had agreed in the first few. And then afterwards, they're like, ah, no. Not doing that. Yeah, we're going to have to rely on our other big guest names. <laughs> the like, guy that named the show. <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about it. Cause All right, weird. we'll fast forward to episode 10 where they have a cameo from the guy that came up with the name Click and Clack as the wrench turns, which according to the production notes on the old archived version of the site, they held a contest to come up with the name for the show and you got a guest star role. And uh, he's in. he's in the last episode. And you know what the funny thing is? He's just some guy, and he's notably not a worse actor than anyone else in the show. No, he's just the same. He's yeah. Fully, he's he the... also still has the accent with everybody. Yeah. He's from the same area. Apparently. Out of this competition where they had it, they just happened to get another guy from the Boston. greater Massachusetts area. And you know what the weird thing is? What? Why is that the name they went with? I'll tell you right now. The perfect name for this show. What's that? Cartoon talk. No, that's fine. Come on. Cartoon talk? Because here's the thing. They wanted people to know that this is based on car talk. Yeah. So they put click and clack in the name instead of, because I bet this guy just said, as the wrench turns, as his suggested name. And they went, I like that, but we need people to know that's based on car talk. So click and So they went with click and clack, click and clacks as the wrench turns, which is very much the precious based on the novel push by Sapphire of television. (laughs) The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. It's much like that. Incredibly successful? Uh, no. Uh, unwieldy. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, Click and Clack's cartoon talk. Yeah. But just cartoon talk at that time? No, cartoon talk? No. Because right. it, it doesn't... The tune, it's too big in the middle. How about, how about if they just call it Click and Clack 
regret to inform you they've made this show. <laughs> there we go. Now I'm back on board. I'm back. I'm back on board. Click and Clack have made some mistakes. <laughs> and now you can watch them. Mistakes were made in cars. Uh, so back to the plot of the first episode. <laughs> um, so yeah. So the, now James Carville has told them what to do. So he assigns their uh, Miss Totebag to write speeches, and she writes big inspirational speeches for them about free health care. And then they two thousand eight. Yeah. Well, Obama was running. Yeah. He was talking about it. So then. Oh, they, it's an election year. It that's, is an election year. Oh, so. that's why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Never mind. So then they um, they go and try to give their speeches, but they always forget. And they and start, talking about, they start cars. talking about cars. By the way, these guys are running for president together with the plan that one of them will do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the other will do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. No mention for what happens on Sunday. Well, they split Sunday. Sunday's the Lord's Day, and you don't have to be the president. Yeah, these guys are big, big religious. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, so... There's about like three or four segments of her writing a speech and then them just turning it into cars. And then they go to a debate and then they're like, America is a lot like a car. It's it's leaking, but, you know, give it some elbow grease, fix it right up. And then the people love that. Yeah, we got to drive still. Yeah. And so then it's looking pretty good for them when they get to election day and like, if we get above 5% of the vote, we will get matching federal funds, which will be enough to save the station. But also so they can embezzle it, basically. Yeah, no, they are bad guys in this show. Like they every, are just the two episodes embezzling. We, the two episodes we watched, they're just out for cash. They're just soullessly trying to make money in a which way that's is not weird. redeemable. Or like, they're hoping that people will just know that they're likable guys. Yeah. But they don't do anything redeemable or likable in the episodes. But they're not guys that are just out for cash in real life, as evidenced by the fact that they're on public broadcasting. And they'd had 20 years of people trying to make TV shows, and they said no to all of them. Why is that how they're presenting themselves? I just, I can't imagine all of them are real. Like, a lot of them were real offers. Or okay, but over that scammy. amount of time, some of them must have been. Absolutely. And why this is the one they went with is beyond me so much. Yeah. So then it's election night, and they get zero votes. Not zero percent. They get zero votes. Including, that means they didn't vote for themselves. None of the supporting cast voted for them. Not even, yeah, they're underlings who are, like, beholden to them. Well, the immigrant guy couldn't vote. That was a joke. Yeah, good joke with a, with a, uh, yeah, it's such a. But, like, how did they get on the debate stage? With zero votes? With zero, they were polling at zero. No, nobody and saw them and they were like, the, we love the speech, you shouldn't be president. I guess the people that were running the. The debate just loved car talk. I stand by that's almost so it it I really liked it though, because I was like, that is a bold choice. Cause this show is deeply unlikable and you're trying to lampshade it, but you're going so far around that it's just accurate again. Yeah. Like it did feel like the accurate end of the story that everybody would see them and go, We cannot vote for them for president. But they did well at the debate. They did better than the guys that ran. Oh no. Yeah, absolutely. But I they do not present well the entire time. Also, here's here's a really strange thing. We see at the end the total votes, and they've got zero, and the other two guys, we see their total votes for the whole country. Uh-huh. You combine the votes of the other two guys that ran, the Democrat and the Republican, it's about 400,000 votes. <laughs> 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 like it's the least voted in election of all time. 
Yet, you know what Click and Clack really inspired? Apathy. Apathy. Everyone's like, there's no point in voting. But same amount of money to give. Yeah, because they, uh, they're they like, oh, well, I guess we're not getting any money. I guess the show's done. And James Carville shows up with, with a Brinks truck and says, good news, you got a bunch of corporate donations from oil companies. Here's $8 million. Let me take $3 million of that for myself as a consulting fee. James Carville, not afraid to just <laughs> do that scene, I guess. He's like, hi, I'm only in it for the money, which again is so weird. Yeah, they do it in such, he's being so smarmy about it, too. He's not even like, really, he's just fully being there being like, all right, yeah, I'm going to take, this is mine. Yeah. I'm not afraid to take bribes. James Carville. One thing to take away from this PBS broadcasters is to know that I'm soullessly around for just bribes. <laughs> and then the episode ends. With them, they make $5 million, the exact amount they need to yeah. do it. And it's literally, he just takes, he's like, here, you take the exact amount you need and I'll take every other penny. But do you know what is so weird about the characters that they've set up in the show? The cartoon version of Click and Clack. What? Who just love money. What? Why would they give that to the radio station? If they have $5 million, just go be guys with $5 million. Yeah, embezzle it from the radio station, yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Just, wh- yeah, why, if you're going to be that solicit evil, because secretly they love their job. Yeah, but they never really show it. They just, they hate the people they work with. They at least hate Miss Topek. They don't hate her. They do that. It's that dumb thing. It's so. What it is is it's the I hate my wife shtick, but because they're they're platonic soulmates. Yeah. Uh, it's just to my hate my stick in the mud assistant shtick. Yeah. Which is just like we want to be goofy, immature dorks, and unfortunately, Miss Ball and Chain over here is telling us we can't do that. Yeah. Uh, it's all. I mean, it's all. It's antiquated, and it was antiquated even when they were doing it in 2008. Did we mention up top how they start off in the pledge drive and they spend a good two minutes making fun of the things you get for donating to pledge drives? Yes. Did we we cover that? No, they we make, did not cover that. Like that's PBS is going to air that and then ask for donations afterwards with some shitty prizes. Yes. Also, uh, like, and they, they're like, and here's here's what we're giving away coffee mug you got to donate 150 dollars and like who would do that you're stupid if you do that and then the other one was glasses that can tell you if you have a kick me sign on your back that's what they think of people that watch their show they yeah think they're, they're losers that people put kick me signs on their back <laughs> would you like to donate to pbs it is i do like it's like they made the pilot because they didn't want pbs to pick it up i can't stop thinking about the like functions of a kick me sign now who sees that and goes, finally, the excuse I've been looking for. Should we start putting kick me signs on people just to see what happens? Just to see who loves to follow a rule? I think I think we should make it mandatory kick. <laughs> if you can read the sign, you must kick me. Uh, kick me, no exceptions. Looking at you, wheelchair. Failure to kick is punishable by up to a $5,000 fine. But yeah, it's so strange that they are openly hostile to the sort of people that pay their bills. They pay their salary. Well, yeah, everybody who likes NPR, they make fun of in that show. What are you talking about? People that like NPR would never make fun of NPR. I'm certainly not doing this podcast right now. Making fun of NPR and PBS. But I'm saying, like, like, we're making fun of their show, but they're actively making fun of their audience. Yeah. 
which is very different. It's like these are the people who watch this show. We're not making fun of people who listen to this show, you fucking idiots. Yeah. You pieces of garbage. But we're we're making fun of uh, people who like the car talk animated show. I don't think there are any. Because yeah. that's the thing. They they did really promote this thing as it was coming out because they thought this will be, finally be a big hit that PBS needs. Yeah, they were probably they had to wait for Downton Abbey. Yeah, only a couple years later, Downton Abbey and Sherlock would come around. Um, but honestly, it's a sensible play if you're PBS because they were the network that aired Monty Python in America. There is room for weird comedy things on PBS, but this was not it. But it was so clear that there was like a little bit of hype up top that immediately died. Because if you go on IMDb for this now, someone bothered to put in episode descriptions for like the first five and then just quit. Oh my god! Every like, single step of this, like nobody, everybody saw the first five and went, "It's not getting better." We're people not. saw one and immediately quit. I think I, I think I watched this when it was on. Really? I, I think I watched the first one. Was like, well, that's not good. Yeah, just the embezzling NPR show. I'm, like I'm fairly certain I watched this just because I watched a lot of PBS. It would have just been on. Just um, the casual. Yeah, and I. Yeah, but uh, I guess we have to talk about the finale right now because in the grand tradition of bottle episodes, a show which the original idea was we'll watch the worst rated or worst regarded shows we can find, watch the pilot episode for a baseline, and then we'll watch the highest rated episode to see if it ever got better. Most of the time, no one ever bothers to rate any episodes. Well, for these like very obscure like public broadcasting ones. Yeah, no. It got a lot of publicity when it was coming out. You would have thought at least five people would have bothered to rate the second episode or something. They're like, no, it's no, it's because it's that bad. It is yeah. that bad. It is. It didn't even inspire any energy to go on IMDb to five people to say one star. You couldn't even be bothered. But well, they they rated the overall series. They just couldn't yeah. think about it. Episode so like four point five overall. Yeah, something like that. Um, so in the grand tradition of no one bothered to read any episodes, we went to the last the finale to see if they got any better at the end. And I don't know if they improved, but they definitely did get racist. Yeah, it really hardcore went like they're like, well, because it was 2008. It's like safe bet, I guess. Safe bet because it's a gambling episode. It's called Casino. Did not realize that was going to be based on the Scorsese film. <laughs> There's we got fun, Joey Fish. There's a fun scene where they put Clack's head in a vice. It's great. <laughs> they wake up with a muffler in the bed. I know it's a different <laughs> yeah. movie. It's a different gangster no, movie. It's, I know it's that. Fine. Um, um, yeah, so, when I, I saw Casino on TV when I was, I was like really young. I was probably like nine, and I remember the scene where they spoiler for a film from 1995 where they killed Joe Pesci. Traumatized oh. me. Where they just yeah, anyway. This episode traumatized me more. <laughs> <laughs> this, I found this episode more traumatizing than when I was a kid and they killed Joe Pesci. Um, so it starts off, it's just called Casino, and that seems relatively normal. I would For say, a few minutes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, there's been gambling in the other episode. Mm -hmm. 
they'll probably just they need more money. They got to gamble or they learn about gambling. It'll be fine. And then it turns out it's not learning about gambling. It's learning that they are part in uh, like very descended very, from an Indian princess, an Indian princess. And then they split brains and show that one of them's looking at a Native American. The other guy's looking at an Indian and they're both pretty excited. And then uh, well, here, here's the fun part about how they find this out. There's some archaeologists in in Canada and he oh, found he God, found yeah. the well okay first of all this guy is not Canadian the guy doing the voice it is clearly a friend of theirs from Boston with a thick Boston accent attempting to do a Canadian accent and failing miserably also yeah it's somewhere between like Swedish it is a little Swedish chef uh he's doing a lot of A's still I think you you got to put a clip in right here just so people can understand what this accent is this we uncovered a 250 year old letter that giuseppe tappet wrote to his father no kidding can you make out what it says well he seems to be telling his father that against the family's wishes eh he went ahead and married an indian princess yeah it doesn't it keeps switching too it's hard to put a pin on it yeah if if he hadn't mentioned that he was in Canada, I don't know if Canadian would have been my guess for that accent. No, I forgot he was in Canada. I was like, what Swiss Alps yeah. type accent has this guy developed? Anyway, this guy calls them and he says he's an archaeologist and he found a letter from their great, 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 great grandfather about the time that he married an Indian princess. And that means that those guys are descended from Indian royalty. And by Indian, we mean Native American. Native American. They only use the phrase Indian in the episode. Yeah, it's not. It's not. We're not. We're just showing you what they said. Yeah. Uh, um, and then they pretty quickly decide to start a casino. <laughs> it takes it takes about three seconds of thought before they're like, there's a little bit where they're like, oh, how does this benefit me? Is someone going to steal my land and put me on a reservation? That's an actual joke from the show. Yep. A hundred percent a joke. From the show. Uh, and then they go, wait a minute. What if we just made money? And that's they're like, what if someone less scrupulous decided to just make money instead? And like, I guess you could do that. Like, casino it is. We're doing a casino. Again, this is a 10th season. No one cares plot. Yeah, you ran for Where president you're... in the same year. I love yeah. the newspaper in this world. Yeah, the car talk guys have now started casino. Like, if, if the car talk guys in the real world, because they are, I guess, just as well known in their cartoon world. Imagine if the real world car talk guys declared that they were Native American and opened a Native American <laughs> casino. Imagine if that happened. Well, we'd be like, one's back from the grave, so I think we have to believe them. <laughs> okay, if the one that was still alive that's doing uh, commercials for, uh, I think, eBay Automotive, if he did this. Oh, my God. If he fully like came out and like sold Dreamcatchers yeah. in front of like AutoZones. <laughs> People would be so mad. You couldn't know, man. No, that would be horrific. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And so that's what this episode is actually like. <laughs> like yeah. That's what this episode actually is. Uh, they get the... Pr- so so they, they, they meet an actual Native American guy. Yeah, through the cool jazz professor. Yeah, the cool jazz professor <laughs> introduces them to the Native American guy who's being haunted by Native American jazz everywhere he looks. It's a pure affliction. Yeah. It's what happened when you're buried uh, by a cool graveyard. Yeah, and he he's meets them and pretty quickly he's like, these guys aren't native, but I do like that they know how to do smoke signals. 
so no no dice, guys. And like, I guess it's over. And then they found out you can just bribe your way into being a Native American, essentially. You can bribe your way into being Native American, or you can play a poker game with Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> there was just a character design that was Hitler. That the old lady... I can't remember. What did she, she won a bunch of money or no, she played him in the poker game and he gave them the license. Yeah. He worked for the government and this guy that looks just like Hitler. Like truly, it's crazy how much he, this look, guy. Should the image for this episode, normally you do the AI generated. I'll put a link to no, an image. Just the, the image for the episode should just be the Hitler character. Oh my God. He is very. He looks not... a lot like Hitler. It's is the mustache is just big enough that someone's like, I'm playing dumb, but you're like, why did yeah. you put Hitler in the Flash animation car talk show? Yeah. So if, he, if no you want to know what he out. looks like, just check the episode right now. Whatever the little image for it is, it's that's poker game Hitler right there. He gives them the license to open the casino, and yep. then they open the casino. Uh, stick in the mud character who's been warning about the dangers of gambling all episode gets a little addicted to gambling. She's very and addicted gets to gambling. A, it's a lot addicted to gambling right now. And after. all of the, all of the gambling things are car themed. Like they've turned a tire into a roulette wheel. And um, then they just I forget what else they did with the car. It was just giant. No, cars. they use one as like um for like bingo. Like they shake one up and then the bingo oh, yeah. ball comes out. They shake up an entire. They they a lift it car, up and yeah. they lift an entire car, shake it, and then open the middle hood or, or the bottom out part. For the blackjack table, though, they didn't even bother to do anything. It was just a normal blackjack table. <sighs> Sons of bitches! I like, they could have at least been using nuts and bolts as chips. <laughs> like that's a minimal amount of effort to think of. Uh, and then. They the yeah she gets addicted super addicted to gambling. They realize it's her in disguise at one point. The least notable disguise of all time. It's clearly her. The fact that they're fooled at all. And then I think that's basically the cops show up they and they're like, "You're down. not Native American. We're finding you and shutting you down." They're like, "Oh shucks." The cops seem to be animated differently than any everyone else. Like yeah. they had, like they had run out of budget. They look a little lower res. I think, well, by that point, it was episode 10, and it was like, yeah. all right, fuck it, just get it out. Just put it out. We got to just get one more episode out so I can stop thinking about this project. But there's a lot of this episode of them just being like, being Native American is 100% just about running casinos. Yeah. and then, They think there's nothing else to be Native American. And I cannot admit... It, it's weird that this aired on PBS in 2008. Because the one character, uh, Miss Totebank, she's like, no, you should be interested in your culture. And they're like, only nerds are. Italian is our culture we're interested in. But they, this was like low class Italian, they keep saying. Yeah, not like that fancy Italian. No, no princes. Olive here. Garden Italian. <laughs> I, I, I just like in 2008, that wouldn't have been cool on PBS. It's not cool now, but I feel like PBS wouldn't have been cool then. It's weird that it aired. That's the thing, and I think it's they're trying to do the thing where they're playfully wrong, but the char- they like the characters too much yeah. to take that risk with them, and they're not going far enough for us to be like, well, obviously they're very wrong then. It's a weird thing to do with those two guys who, if you are familiar with them at all, you know that they are actually very intelligent, knowledgeable guys. Yes, of course. They went to MIT. Like, they, they play themselves off as these idiots, but no, they're smart guys. So you can't play them as these 
goofy, like, ha, 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 all Native Americans run casino guys. Unless that's the entire base they're playing towards. Yeah, and also, like, the Native American guy, he shows up and, like, you got any big plans? He's like, yeah, I'm about to buy Manhattan back. (laughs) (laughs) It's, what are you doing? Why Uh, is this the cartoon you wanted to make? Why aren't the episodes about cars? Or at least cars that talk. Yes! Like the film Cars that they were in. Or Knight Rider. Okay, I forgot that there was another thing with talking cars. <laughs> Just one talking car. Okay, speaking of talking cars, how would you improve the show? Um. Yeah, so they should have just gone with that idea that was like the Ricky Gervais show. And just animated pieces of the podcast in a half hour segments? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, the Duncan Trussell show kind of did No, because they've got some real weird stories. And you could just do those as like fun animated stories. You do three or four of those in an episode. They don't have to write anything. They don't have to act. Yeah, that's great. The Ricky Gervais show was pretty successful for HBO. It only ended because Ricky Gervais was like, I'm bored of this. Well, yeah, that's how most of those shows end. Yeah, it got like three seasons or something. It introduced Carl Pilkington to the world. It was was a success. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) The Pilkster. He has his own shows now. Where he'll be like, Carl Pilton continues traveling. Go go watch him travel. Go look at the sad man travel. Yeah. Uh, so, they, yeah, just why that was the right call. They shouldn't have listened to focus groups who thought, boring. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for, for this show, I think we turn it from car talk into Transformers. <laughs> just way over the top. Just way over the top. And they have all the unique skill sets. To, like, bond with the Transformers and, like, fix them. And they can be a little bit racist and no one... (laughs) They're a little, like, Inspector Gadget? How so? Oh, you said they've got all the tools. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just... But they can hear, like, Optimus is making, like, a whirring noise or something. And they're like, oh, it's the fan belt, Optimus. You gotta change your fan belt. Yeah. And then Optimus is like, thanks. Do they change it for him? Uh, They throw him a wrench. (laughs) It is weird that it's called As the Wrench Turns and a wrench was thrown into production immediately. Just they couldn't stand. Oh, uh, did we miss anything in the episode? I think, no, we're good. Uh, okay. Well, we did We did miss speaking again about the cameo of the guy that named the show. Oh. He just shows up in the middle of the episode. I think he's like, hi, it's me, the guy that helped name your show. You said you'd give me a cameo. And they went, yep, go ahead to, go ahead to, to the wardrobe. makeup or wardrobe. And he goes through the door, and they kick him out. And then he says, I never thought you would translate to television anyway. And he was right. Because that was the last episode they ever made on yes, television. that's a line from the last episode of As the Wrench Turns. That's why I think they didn't like doing this show. They did it out of, as a favor to PBS. And now they did not, once again, translate to television. At least until I sell the footage of me live-streaming the graveyard. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, the, you still... The idea that they had behind the George Wentz show, you could try that again. Just two brothers that have a car podcast. You could try it again. It could work. Yeah, it could. We, we just lost American Auto, though. Actually, that's my suggestion, guys. Uh, if you want a cool, fun car show, American Auto had two really fun seasons as a sitcom. I really enjoyed that. You should check it out. Uh, for my suggestion, if you really want to watch an NPR show turned into a TV show, uh, This American Life had a couple of uh, seasons on Showtime around the time that this was on. Boom. They were good. I think they want a Peabody. Actually, the Car Talk guys want a Peabody for Car Talk, not for this. But I think that, I think that this American Life TV show specifically want a Peabody. 
Rolls on. It's pretty good. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Uh, good night. Bye.